Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the So So Show. It's Southampton's very own podcast talking about everything Southampton. Yeah. It's hosted by her, Zoe Hanson. And him, Simon Clark. How has your week been, Simon? It's been full of calories. I feel <laughs> absolutely stuffed. I've been doing my bit for the economy by eating out to help out. Oh, it is good, isn't it? Did you go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? No, I had lunch on the Monday and then I went yeah. out on the Wednesday lunchtime with some friends who were visiting. Right. So I didn't abuse it. I'm not one of these people who went like twice a day for three days solid. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. I wasn't casting any aspersions <laughs> when I said that. <laughs> but do, do you know, the funny thing is that it, it's totally working. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, you know, I, w- I would even christen Monday the new Friday. Totally. The amount of people in the pub and in the restaurants and, you know, I was in Southampton City Centre on Tuesday and the amount of people also outside coffee shops and um, all the way along London Road and Bedford Place, all round West Quay. Couldn't get a table for lunch. No, but it is quite handy that you can book for tables using the apps and stuff like that. So um, we we booked our table for two o'clock, went for a walk, came back, jobs are good. If I'm going for lunch, like let's say I'm down, like as I was on Tuesday, I was down at West Quay doing a bit of shopping and I always think oh well I'll see what I fancy (laughs) right this is what I was saying about it takes all the spontaneity the pandemic has taken all the spontaneity all the fun out of everything now hasn't it yeah but at least we can still enjoy our food again and um, at the risk of being a virtue signaller on the Monday when I ate I gave the money that I saved on the meal as a tip to the waitress because I felt so bad like spending five quid on a coke and a pizza when it should have been a tenner amazing and then on the Wednesday I I made a donation to City Catering, Southampton. You know, we spoke to them before. Amazing. So they feed the most vulnerable people around Southampton. And that's a great idea, you know. I just think if everybody took the 50% that they saved on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and donated it to, I don't know, the Trussell Trust or a local charity like the one we have here in Southampton with City Catering, then you're going to be doing a wonderful thing for the community. I mean, you know, yeah, they can have half of my money from my pad tie from Tycoon which was very nice by the way I'm sure it was I've not been there but I'll add that to my list of places to go on the Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday next week It's the one at West Quay the one with the tuk-tuk outside Okay You're not allowed to be picked up in that though Oh okay, fair enough What about getting a lift home at the end of the night? Does that not work? (laughs) I'm sure people have tried I'll bet So while we've got the restaurants of Southampton back up with Eat Out to Help Out, it's not looking quite so good for the entertainment industry. We had the news this week that the panto at the Mayflower won't be happening this year. Yeah. It is a real shame. The thing is, you have such a runway leading into pantomimes and they need to have had a definite yes by the beginning of August in order to be able to put the wheels in motion and hire all the staff they need. Obviously, they're not getting that clear indication from the government so it's a real shame and for Joe everyone. Pasquale gets booked up like early doors doesn't he so <laughs> so they're going to have to postpone for 2021 which is a real shame and yeah. um, you know we send our thoughts and best wishes to all our friends at the Mayflower that uh, they're not going to have the kind of season that normally they would do in December I really feel for the Mayflower I really do I've seen some amazing shows there and their pantomime is absolutely the jewel in the crown their pantomimes are second to none can you remember your first Mayflower Panto? Um, it was with Stephen Mulhern. So I think that was Aladdin. I think you're right. And yes, I do remember it because he was very funny. He's one of my favourites. And uh, yeah, he was great. My first was the one with Biggins. 
and oh. I can't remember what the panto was. Cinderella. There was this line in it where they said, don't push the button, leave the button alone. And that's stuck in my head ever since. <laughs> Did you see last year's panto as well with the grumbleweeds? They were absolutely brilliant. But they were so bizarre. Like, I knew that they were they were funny. I didn't recognise them. I, I mean, I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't recognise them. They were very, very funny. And my even, you know, my little one was only six at the time and she found it hilarious. But, but I didn't know who they were. And of course, yes, the grumbleweeds from the Des O'Connor show. <laughs> Would you recognise one if they skateboarded naked past you now? No, well, they would be doing that in the rain right now. So um, <laughs> I would probably ring someone. <laughs> There's an old bloke naked on a skateboard going down the hill. All of our best wishes go to the Mayflower Theatre. They are moving all of these shows to next year. And you know that they're going to come back and they're going to be so brilliant. You know, they haven't really opened for that long mm. since they had the whole refurbishment. And it's such a beautiful theatre. We're so lucky to have it. I will do everything I can to keep it going. Absolutely. We just need a date where things can resume from now. Yeah. yeah. So the other date that we're working towards, because we've both got kids, is September and the school's reopening and the school uniform price wars have already started. Right. Is Lois doing all right at the moment in terms of growth spurts? I mean, look, she grew in lockdown, she grew 12 centimetres. That's five inches. So I have not yet bought uniform because if that happens again... That's another, that's another dress size up by the time she goes back to school, so I'm not bothering you. I'm yet. keeping my powder dry as well because my lad hasn't worn a uniform since March. Right. And I know full well he will have grown quite considerably by the time we get to September. And I'm also sceptical about whether or not they'll actually be going back. I know the are schools you? have planned everything, yeah. but I just wonder by the time we get to September, there might be another lockdown. So uh, I'm going to hold off on the uniform for now. Worst case scenario, I've got the stuff that his sister's not going to need any more. Maybe uh, the skirts, I won't go near. I reckon the schools are definitely going to go back because they're even talking about if they have to lock anything down, they'll shut the pubs and stuff. But it's schools. Schools are so vital because mm. nobody can really do anything whilst the kids are at home. I'm going to wait for just a little bit longer as well because I can't bring myself to iron all the labels into everything either. That's the thing I hate. <laughs> I've been doing that for over a decade now with two kids at school. So two years to go and then I won't have to iron a label into anything ever again. Yes. Now, if you've got kids off and you're looking for something to do to entertain them, you might be interested in Active For All. Now, they run after-school care, holiday clubs, and lots of fun stuff. And always, it's going to be a busy summer for them. But because of COVID, it's going to be very different too. And Zoe caught up with James Welsh, part of the management team, to find out more. So this summer, we've got um, Holiday Cubs running. So um, we run under a brand called HolidayCamps.com. And we've got four camps running throughout Hampshire. So 8.30 till 5.30, they can come. They do all range of activities, Lego, go-karting, arts and crafts. So they're working towards their Blue Peter badges this summer. So it's kind of really gives them something to kind of do. And then, yeah, loads of sports obviously centred around it as well. I've heard about dodgeball 
school. So generally they get put into some small teams on the camp and then they kind of run a competition through the day. So they might play dodgeball, um, try golf, go-karts. Try golf. Is that a new thing? Try golf or are they trying golf? So it's a brand. So basically it's um, like a set for young people. So the golf clubs are very short. They're plastic. They're kind of indestructible. So we'll set up on the field like a little kind of golf course and they'll just be able to, yeah, go and try golf. So, yeah, it's lovely. Keep going with all of those activities. The dodgeball, so they get put in teams. They'll have like a round robin tournament. Yesterday I saw one of the camps they were doing like basketball relays. So run down into a hoop, take it back. Because it's like no other summer, they've got like a little dipping kind of box that they then put the ball in before they hand it to somebody else. So, yeah, loads going on. It's been really interesting to kind of have to be creative with it obviously with everything that's going on and all the government guidance but the kids seem to be really enjoying it and what's bizarre is you are maybe or your holiday camps are maybe the first point where these children have interacted socially for the first time in three or four months how have you found that like you say some of the kids have been in and been key worker parents have been in all summer and I think we underestimate kids like they're really adaptable so they've come in we've toned it down in terms of we don't talk about a virus we talk about germs Mm. Um, so we have to be really careful with the language that we use around children so we talk about germs and why you know we can't be too close to each other so stay away from each other so like sitting on spots have individual chairs so like one of the first things that they've done is made like a name tag for their chair so that they can go and sit in their own chair so that's their chair for the week so then we had to change how we booked things because you can only book for a week rather than booking individual days because we couldn't have too much spread so yeah it's just really small things like that and actually kids are really adaptable to it I think if you kind of use their language and explain to them why it's happening they're really adaptable socially kids are just really happy to be back with a lot of their friends so yeah like they're, they're really adaptable they're, they're, they're having a great time and I've just seen the smiles on their faces they're so happy to be there aren't they so is there an upper age limit yes yeah, so we're primary so our year R to six so 45 is out of the question then. 45 is out of the question <laughs> yes um, although some of the instructors kind of like to join in as well so you know maybe if you get an instructor's job then you can just join in you could run some sort of more 18 to 30 something like that I've seen them um, no so yeah no the kids the kids are just really adaptable I had one came in I was here the first day and they kind of like they've picked out a special outfit to come in today because they wanted to be all sparkly and happy and you know like do you like my outfit because yeah I think they're just generally really pleased to kind of like have what is almost a new normal so I think they're just really pleased to be back with their friends we've obviously very carefully selected our site so we run in primary schools so they're safe places majority of the children will either know that school, come to that school. But I I generally think schools are safe places for children. And when they see a school, they're kind of like, actually, you know what, I'm safe here. They know the environment, don't they? So we are at Townhill Primary. Where else are you running these? We're Townhill Infants, but we run between the infants and the juniors. So the Townhill School site, we run there. In the New Forest, we run at Hythe Primary. We've got one over in Portsmouth at Westover Primary. Then we have one in Whiteley at Whiteley Primary school um yeah so good spread throughout hampshire it's a live booking system so there's still spaces parents can still book even now how important do you think you are to southampton parents i'm not sure we've quite got our name out there yet but um you know i think 
anything that's helped parents right now you know i think parents they've been put under pressure in so many directions whether a you've had your children home since kind of march and you've been homeschooling them b like employers are kind of putting a bit of the get back to work on parents and see like key worker parents who've worked so hard through this period that they need a little bit of a break or you know they're still working hard so i think anything we can kind of do to kind of allow that pressure to come off like you said a minute ago also have the kids socializing again you know they've been at home a long time you know they've not seen kind of a lot of their friends so yeah i think um anything that kind of helps and gives the parents a little bit of a break james welsh from active for all talking about the aftercare holiday clubs and lots of fun stuff when you asked about whether or not adults (laughs) could do stuff he had that knowing sound in his voice about what you were implying. Yeah. It just looks amazing fun, right? I think they get the run of the school pretty much and they're just doing such brilliant stuff. And that in itself must feel quite cool for the kids because I remember I always used to feel strange when I was in a school and it wasn't school time. So yeah. they must feel really sort of special. And it's great that they're all hanging out again as well as, as, as James mentioned. Yeah, they feel like when you see a teacher in a pub like (gasps) we're just not this is not real life (laughs) (laughs) this week i went shopping i bit the bullet i've got to buy some clothes because okay hands up i've grown out of them (laughs) i don't mean lengthways i mean widthways but yes so i went shopping right and 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 what i thought was funny was this week there was a money saving expert who said now is the time to start christmas shopping i saw that story i'm thinking what and i thought about it i know and i thought exactly the same i thought it's august you know it's 30 degrees why would we want to do that and then i thought okay so imagine those three four days that you go traipsing around the shops trying to find all your christmas presents and wearing a mask for those three or four days all the time i was like "Mm, it's not a bad shout whiskey was busy it had plenty of people in there but i only went to like two shops i only popped into like zara and new look because the problem is with clothes shopping you can't try anything on and i know that i need to see it on to know whether it's going to make me look like a sack of potatoes which invariably it does and then of course because you're bringing stuff home Whereas I'd normally go shopping with my mate and I'd go in the change rooms and then say, well, what do you think of this? There's nobody there. And at home, I've got a seven-year-old that goes, it doesn't make you look so fat. <laughs> but you know what some people are doing? They're actually going back to the West Quay car park and they're getting changed in the car park and trying the stuff on there. Really? Yeah, people are going back, stripping off, getting changed, trying the clothes on. Hopefully in their cars. Not all cases. <laughs> right beside the parking meter you can see people stripping off next to their cars trying stuff on getting the opinion of their friend and then if they don't like it it goes back i i bought the stuff home and i'm taking pictures in a mirror and sending them to my mate and she's coming back with yeah that one's great no forget that one (laughs) it's just a whole new way of working and and the other thing i found is when i'm wearing that mask I will still smile at people. So if I catch their eye, I'll always smile. But I smile more because I can't see a smile coming back. (laughs) And my face aches after a day's shopping. The other thing with your mask, and this is really annoying, 
You can't turn your phone on if it's got facial recognition, can you? Oh, tell me about it. I've been using the Tube quite a bit this week when I've been up in London for the odd day. Get everything on your phone because that makes life so much easier. If you're going to catch a Tube train, you can pay for the Tube on your phone. You can do this on your phone, do that on the phone. You have to stop, lift your mask up, or you have to stop, (laughs) enter the passcode, do all of these things. It takes forever. You feel like you're holding people up. As soon as they bring out eyeball recognition, we'll be flying. In this situation. Exactly. Can we get back to the thumbprint? Just for now, right? (laughs) No, because you can't touch anything. Oh, gosh. Oh, my life. What were you saying earlier about coronavirus sucking the fun out of everything? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't think it was there to be fun. But no. uh, yeah, it's certainly doing that. And of course, last weekend, we had the disappointment of beauticians not being open. Yes. So many people will have been looking forward to that on the Saturday. It's like, yes, I can get someone else to pluck my eyebrows. It would have been fantastic. Yeah. And then on the Friday, Boris just said, ah, no. That's a very good impression. My, my friend went to, <laughs> got a flight and went to Marbella. Um, for the weekend so that she could have some Botox done. <laughs> That's pure length, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> How much frown did you have? <laughs> is she married or is she single? Yeah, she's married. Because yeah. I know quite a few women who have those kind of beauty treatments done on the sly and managed to hide it from the husband. I don't know how you would have managed to get that one past him, though. No, I mean, like, you're flying off for a weekend with your mate and coming back with a completely flawless face but somewhere that did open is the dentists or my dentist specifically so i've lost a crown and broken a tooth oh yeah and that was right at the beginning wasn't it of lockdown (laughs) yeah i'm basically looking like something out of the beverly hillbillies (laughs) Uh, and i have done for three or four months i'm not allowed out in public looking like this and so anyway the dentist rang because i'd rung them 15 times and they rang and said okay we're, we're open again but we can't really do any treatments it's bizarre going to the dentist so I had to wait in my car ring them when I got there and then they would ring me when I could go to the door then they would let me in but you don't go into the waiting room you don't do any of the stuff out in like up at reception or anything like that you go Mm. straight in straight into the chair and of course you've got to take your mask off as well I sat in the chair thinking oh I'm doing very well here I still got my mask on and then you've got to take your mask off to to have the the stuff done but yeah so i've got to go back in a couple of weeks and have my teeth sorted out i haven't had the pleasure of the dentist yet i've got uh, the one that we booked in march that's been postponed but i don't think that's coming up for a couple of weeks they'll probably just do it on zoom <laughs> <laughs> open your mouth wider yeah um and i've got myself into a bit of stuck actually i popped into wicks i i feel so bad saying these things like i'm just my life just used to be full of entertainment and fun and stuff. And now I'm going to Wix to buy hosepipe accessories. And then I walked down the paint aisle and all of a sudden had a, the epiphany that I should, because I have time apparently, mm. um, I should go and paint my bathroom. So now I've, I've tried the little samples. Right. That means you've got to do it, doesn't it? Otherwise, you've got like all these different brush strokes all over your wall. You've semi-committed. Yes. 
As soon as you've done that, you've you have you've committed yourself to doing the entire bathroom. So I've tried a little sort of light grey, very light grey, and a, a sort of silver colour. And yeah, we'll just go with one of them. But how do I get myself into these things? Does everybody else do this as well? Well, you could always go back and use the paint you used last time to paint over the testers and revert it back to what it was. Okay, no, you're you're counting on something there that has never happened. <laughs> I didn't paint that bathroom. I have lived here for six years. And that's why I'm thinking of doing it now. I have not painted anything in this house. (laughs) Can you remember the names of the greys that you've been using? Because I know that sometimes... They always have really kind of nice artistic names if it's domestic paint. But if you buy professional paint, yeah. they're all called things like Badger's Breath and <laughs> Fairy's Flange and Mole's Earwax or whatever. <laughs> it's just the strangest names for these different paints. <laughs> well, when I go back and buy the actual tin of paint i'm gonna i'm gonna find some of them for you this one is mirror magic oh you see now that's a lot more sensible we like a little um alliteration hey just before we finish simon um i've got to tell you about this guy his name is roy cabanda and he is retiring after 38 years of running testwood stores in shirley get this i know isn't that such a sweet story he hasn't had a day off He has done 13,416 days straight. Wow. (laughs) And apparently he's joked now, now that he's retired, he's getting to know his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Look, hats off to him. Well done, Roy. Very good. That'll be a real test of the strength of their marriage. Now he's going to be home a lot more. (laughs) She'll be telling him to take up golf. Well, that's it for another So-So Show. We really appreciate you listening. We love all the comments on our social media too. You can find us across Instagram, across Twitter, and on Facebook as well. Please subscribe to the podcast, and that way you will never miss another edition of the So-So Show. Yes, please. Right? Subscribe and share and like it, please. That would be absolutely wonderful. If you enjoy it then let us know, let your friends know as well and then tell us on any of our social media channels. Have a great week, Zoe. And you, Simon.